Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st. This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn. Oh, he's hot. With an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters, May 31st. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hi, Catherine. Oh, hello, Chelsea. Oh, Shabbat Shalom. How are you? I'm I have great. to tell you something, actually. Please. Don't answer that. <laughs> I have had a lot of people come up to me on planes. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> Referencing yes. my disgust for bare feet oh. and the hard-boiled egg thing. There was a woman, a, a flight attendant, who was like, I can't believe that you allow the woman that co-hosts the podcast with you to continue on after what she said about traveling with hard-boiled eggs in a Ziploc bag. She thought I should cut ties with you. Oh, no. That's how serious of an offense somebody who flies through the air for a living takes your hard-boiled eggs. Just so you know, it's basically what you've been doing is assaulting people. I, I know. You know what? I actually, someone wrote in to our email and... She basically said, she was like, I was awoken from a nap by the smell of hard-boiled eggs on a plane. And I thought of you. I thought there can't be someone else who's bringing hard-boiled eggs on a plane. But sure enough, there she was. But she, like, said it in a way that was like, but I love you. <laughs> I I can't even look at hard-boiled eggs the same. Like, now, if I see, there was, like, a, a there was, we were at some studio, and there was all these snacks, and I was trying to eat healthy, and I was like, I don't want this, I don't want that, and there was a hard-boiled egg, and I was like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, if I weren't mad at you, I would be eating you, but I am, I'm still not over it, so. I know. Well, you know what? I have at least changed one part of my life. I think I'm committed to using ricotta in my lasagna from now on. Yeah, I think that was also yeah. a major misfire, yeah. too. Thank God Mateo set you straight. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God he set someone straight. You know what I mean? Because he's not setting a lot of people no, straight. No, no. He would make... If I were a guy, I would want to have sex with him. <laughs> Me too. You know what I mean? If I mean, I were as a, a woman, gay, I want to have sex. Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> I'm kind of attracted to him, actually. Yeah. No, he hot. What else? Um, hey, Moss. Well, I have a follow-up, a very important follow-up no. from a recent caller. Okay, great. So we remember Sandra, who called in on our Caller Daddy episode just last week, and she was going to Thailand with the boyfriend who had been, like, hiring escorts, but it was before they were together. So, you know, we talked to her about, oh yeah, fine, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Escorts. Right. I remember yes, this. Yes. So Sandra says, hi, Chelsea. I just wanted to follow up after our call with some updates, or I guess just the one. I'm continuing to work with my therapist on my trust issues and keep all of your voices in my head that I cannot look at his things if I want a real and healthy relationship. And I expressed to him how his past made me feel insecure, but I will work on that and work on my trust. 
I went on the trip to Thailand, and something felt off the entire time. He had started smoking weed again, even though he was sober, and the trip was hard because there was a major disconnect, a sinking feeling that he was not telling me something. It turns out he was indeed cheating on me, going to erotic massage parlors before I got there and even while I was there. Gross. Yeah. So gross. He did not tell me willingly. Yes, it's because I found his Google map history going to these locations. I believe he would never have told me the truth if I had not found that history. So she snooped again. Yeah. And found out. Yeah. Well, if you're snooping and you do find something, you can't argue with that because that's exactly what you were looking for. Yeah. So I'm sorry that that happened to you. And I guess so snoop if you have a really strong like what's our (laughs) what's our messaging here? I dated a guy who looked through my shit and I'm not up to anything. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, whatever he found, he made into something that was nothing. And anyone who listens to this podcast knows that I'm not a person that would even I would never do that. Right, I don't have the energy right. for one relationship, never mind fucking two. <laughs> so that's Agreed. where I've come from on that yeah. philosophy of phone checking. I've also been the girl that does that, as we discussed mm-hmm. during that episode. Yeah. And I didn't like the way that felt either. But listen, I guess I don't know what to say about it because women are just going to fucking keep checking people's phones. And men who are paranoid... Or, or, and well, not just paranoid, but, you know, they're going to do it, too, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, she goes on to say, like, she knows that she has some issues to but work through with that. But I would also argue yeah. that you're attracting people that are like this. Yes. And that's the bigger issue. Mm-hmm. You knew deep within that this was the wrong person. Before you found that out. No, but I agree. You know, it's like she continues to say, like, she's got some stuff to work on. She's going to keep working on that. She's glad in this instance she did, but she hopes to find somebody who, like, she doesn't have to feel like she's got to be taken up on that. And that's it with that guy. Like, no, no no more anything. Sandra's all done. That's gross. I know. People are so gross. Just don't cheat. Just break up. Just don't cheat. You're not married. Why are you cheating? (laughs) Exactly. So dumb. Just break up and go be with the other fucking... Go be with the Thai masseuse, if that's who you want to be with. Exactly. You get married and then you cheat. That's Everyone knows that's how it goes. Yeah. Okay, so our guest today is a singer. She has a very big song out that everyone is trying to dance to. Well, most people are doing it effectively. I'm pretty much the only one who can't do this dance. Her song is called Made You Look. This was her fourth studio album. And she just launched the second season of her podcast, which is called Working On It which she co-hosts with her brother, Ryan Trainer. So please welcome Megan Trainer. Hi, Megan Trainer. Hi. Oh, so exciting. An in-person meet and greet. In person. Look it, I'm on the show. I know, it's so exciting. I mean, we've of course met before. A couple of times, yeah. This is Catherine, our producer. I know, hi. Catherine. Hi, how are you? Thanks for Good. having me. Oh my God, thanks. I, I love you, Megan Trainer. I love I'm you. so happy for your success that you're having right now. Thank you. I mean, I think the last time we saw each other, we talked about the music industry a little bit. And I remember you telling me something like, even though you can be really well known, you sometimes don't feel like you're in the mix. You said something oh, along yeah. those lines. Well, yeah, I never feel famous. And like, I don't feel like I... I keep. I feel like I always have to keep proving myself, and it's been almost like ten years. And I'm like, I don't know that. Yeah, not be as hard. I think a lot of people probably feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, think just like a hard critic on myself too. Yeah, Get are it from you? My parents. Yeah. Like in what ways? Give me an example. Um, like when I was writing this new album, every song I had, I would I would approach it. I got to be better at my self talk and self love. But I would play like made you look this big hit I I sang it to my brother my older brother and was like is this trash like is this terrible or is this good you know instead of being like I've had this idea you know I start right away with like Uh I think I suck at writing and if you don't have a like a radio hit for a long time you can get in your head of like well it must be me I think I'm trash you know yeah absolutely I can totally relate to that feeling you have to always make yourself relevant yeah which is a lame way to describe it it's like starting over every time yeah (laughs) and you're only as good as is like you know when you have success it's yeah. like that it dims so quickly you're like wait 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 what yeah, i just yeah, did that yeah. what like, are you talking about yeah so it's it's nice to be back in the spotlight i know i know <laughs> and you good. could and you could actually dance for a white woman like oh you have God. rhythm <laughs> Shut I mean, up, this is coming you. from someone. Listen, I tried to fucking rehearse that song on the road. I was oh, on yeah, tour with my opener, my security guard, and then another one of us. I'm so uncoordinated, and I don't have any rhythm. It's I'm cursed with some Jewish disease gotcha. that I have. Yes. That song, when I saw it, I was like, that's one I could do. I could do that. I could do that dance. And we tried several times, and then finally it became sad. No, you that know. took me three days to learn. <laughs> three days? Three 
days. Yeah, but when you do it, you can move things like well, I now move- I got it. Like yeah, you have rhythm. Yeah, I always wanted to dance, but I was the girl in middle school, like at the school dances that was like sitting by myself in the corner, like I can't go out and dance in front of people, you know? Really? And then in high school, you could like drink a little bit and then you're like, Woo! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Party, Drinking, you know? that's always somebody you said. You can't drink, but I did. I took like three weeks off of drinking recently because I was hosting the Critics' Choice Awards. And- you nailed it, by the way. Oh, thank you. And you're so hot. Thank you. And then my publicist goes, Chelsea, you should, no alcohol. She goes, maybe you should just stick with it. I was like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm not, st- alcohol is my support my system. <laughs> it is my buddy. Now, okay, your life has changed a lot in the last couple of years because you had a baby. I did. The cutest little baby. Thanks. Oh, my God, he's adorable. Oh, redhead. Tell me about that, that kind of change in your life with your husband. Well, how long have you been married now? What does he say behind you? Four years. Four years. Four years. And when did you have your baby? When do we have the baby? <laughs> um, he's almost two. He's almost two in February. So you've got a real handle on things that are yes, happening. I'm peaking and I'm thriving. And tell me about how that's changed your life, becoming a wife and becoming a mom. Just the best. Yeah, it's, it's, I was one of those, like, I've always wanted to. I had baby dolls instead of Barbie dolls. I had babies when I was young. And I was like, I will be a mother of 12. You know, that was my goal. <laughs> my mom had three of us. I'm one of three. So I know I want a bunch of kids. I know I want like four. I'm going to try for four. But that sounds loud, you know. But it's <laughs> it's been the best. And I always thought that I would settle for some loser and like fix him later. But I got me a man who like <laughs> massages my feet and takes care of me and like worships the ground I step on. And I didn't know that existed. You know, but it it exists. He still like opens every door I walk through and like carries my gallon of water for me and makes me breakfast. I got so lucky. I always tell people like, I won. That's awesome. I won. I found him and I won. It feels like you win when you fall in love, right? Like you're like, oh my God, I get this too on top of everything else. Right? Like I get this lucky? Something's going on, you know? That's where we're at in life right now. Where is that accent from that's like underneath? (laughs) nowhere i don't know i'm massachusetts oh okay But like my bros they're like oh bro like we talk like this you know it's like we go to long island but we don't (laughs) it's very much um nobody actually knows it but it's nick kroll on his tv show that he had back in the day the kroll show it was our favorite thing to watch and he had a skit where they were like these bros that sound like my brothers when they talk and they're like let's bounce these ghosts bro so we talk like that a lot. I don't have sisters. Oh, you don't. You have two brothers. And you're the, are you the youngest? I'm the middle. Middle. So I was attacked. Uh-huh. By either side. <laughs> yeah. By either two side. against one always. But your one brother lives out here too. Do both they of them? They both live oh, in they, my house. Oh. <laughs> one just turned 30. One's about to turn 27. And I'll never let them leave. That's really funny. I had my brother lived in my house and he did leave because I had to tell him, get out. Yeah. He lived with me for about, he was... Roy, he lived with me for a while, and then one morning I walked in my kitchen, and this girl was like, "Can we get? Can we take a picture?" Stop. That, that came out of his bedroom, and I'm in my bathrobe, and I was like, "Hey, Roy, this is so inappropriate." And he's like, "What?" I go, "If you're bringing people home, like you have to make sure that a they're not coming home to meet me. Like yeah. that can't be the thing." Yeah. And he goes, "Well, whatever I have to do to get them there." No. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, Roy. Yeah, I was nope. like, Roy, you got to get out of here. I've only had like a few of those where my brother would bring home thoughts when he was drinking. Um, and he'd be like, <laughs> who is this? Um, and they, they like one girl took a video of the entire backyard and then tagged me. And I was like, she's dead to us. Uh, and yeah. he was like, yeah, she's dead to us. Yeah. But he's good. at. He only brings home girls now that he knows will be cool, kind mm-hmm. of. And my younger brother just learned that lesson the hard way. He started dating online, and, and the girls would say, I'm a musician. And I was like, uh-uh, like, it's not going to work. Right. And he was like, well, I told her I'd bring her to the studio. And no. I was like, this is my basement nope. in my house. Yeah. I have a child. And he, like, had to understand why that was wrong. Right, right. So I had to teach them some stuff. But now my younger brother's dating a great girl, and my older brother is still single as fuck. <laughs> We, we can try and pimp him out a little yes. later. So, her and your mom are really tight. I remember meeting her a couple of times yeah. when I've met you before. Is she really involved in your career? Yeah, she would have come today. She packed my lunch, and she's my assistant. She would have come today, but it's a tight room. So, she was like, I'll stay back. And I was like, thanks for your sacrifice. She's just <laughs> so lovely and so selfless and is the best person. And I don't, I never liked having an assistant that was like a different person. Or I would like fall in love with them and make them my best friend forever. 
And for my mom, it's just she did all that stuff anyways, you know? Yeah. That's, she always took care of me anyways. So I was like, It's kind of like assistant. an assistant is your mother yeah. in many ways. Yeah. My housekeeper is like my mom. Yeah. Like, or nanny at yeah, the very yeah, least. Yeah, she's my know? nanny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's nice that you have your family so close by because, so how old were you when you moved out here? Uh, like 18, 19. And was it just so intimidating and scary? Well, I to- lived in Nashville for a year and I wrote all about that base there. And then at exactly a year, they were like, okay, you have to move out of Nashville and go to LA. And and I would come out here like when I was 18 for little weeks at a time for songwriting trips and I'd stay at a hotel. That stuff was scary for sure. Which but, hotel did you stay at? I don't that remember. That one that, that were, all the young I remember, actor kids like, stay at? There's like a community. No. Like a, I wish I was there. No, I was in I the motels. So. I was in the spooky places or like Airbnbs that I shouldn't have been in. But I had like an older friend who could drink and I was underage. So we would walk to a liquor store and she would get it. And there's like a guy dressed as the Joker. And I was like, this is where I'm going to die. Like, this is how I'm going to die in L.A. at 19 years old. <laughs> yeah. I called my mom. I was like, this is it. I'm about to get murdered. But I lived. <laughs> and how was your entree into the music industry? Like, what was your first big... First of all, are you still with the same label that you were when you yeah. you are? Oh, that's a success story. Well, you're trapped. You know what I mean? Love them, though. <laughs> They're great. They're so great. I love them. But I'm on my... I have five albums. So I'm, like, about to start my fifth one eventually, you know? So I got one more with them. And Christmas don't count. Um, it doesn't count. Uh, so... But yeah, they're, they're great. And I, when I wrote bass, like L.A. Reid was at the, I was at Epic Records at the time, and he signed me and was like, "This is gonna be huge." And I was like, well, "Okay." And I was like a baby songwriter. And when people signed me as a songwriter, I took that as, like, I was insecure about my looks. And I was like, "Okay, that confirmed it. They think I should be behind the scenes, like writing songs for the pop stars." And then when L.A. Reid saw me and was like, "Well, I need whoever's singing this song to just sing the song," and I was like, "Hello." And he was like, that face. He said that to me. I was like, this face? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I just like held on tight for dear life and was like, I've always wanted to be a pop star, but I didn't know anyone would believe in me. And I just held on and faked it till I made it, you know? Wow. How great of a story is that? Every day I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know? Think, yeah, but everybody feels that way too. Yeah, yeah, Nobody's yeah. Too, I'm like, who's confident? Who's yeah, confident? No, no, no. Pe- uh, yeah, people are always going to me. You're so confident. I'm like, if I'm so confident, I, I don't feel that confident. I just, yeah. you know what they're I mean? Like, yeah, they're like, you write these anthems. You're so confident. I'm like, yeah, they're yeah. for me. It's like my therapy. Like, get up, <laughs> yeah. girl. And how do you know when a song is going to hit? Like, like, when do you find out that a song is, how long does it take? Before you know that it's going to skyrocket the way it has for this last song, your most recent. I always asked, because I was signed to a company that had big country writers, and I always asked them, like, how do you know it's a hit? And they're like, oh, you never know. Like, I thought bass was my least best song out of everything. I was like, the Oliver the bass one? That's the one they like? My parents were like, this song out of all the other pop songs you have? But that one... I remember the music video came out and I was so embarrassed that my high school friends would see me like in a dress because I wear all black and I'm like in hoodies. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to make fun of me. (laughs) And then when it hit 20,000 views, I was like, well, that was fast. And then it it started to get like up to a million and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, like a million people (laughs) have seen this. And then Justin Bieber did a remix of it. And I called my brother who was in Florida in college and I was like, you got to drop out, bro. Like, it's over. (laughs) We got to move to L.A. Like... We're so famous now, bro. It's done. <laughs> but like nowadays with TikTok, I, this song made you look. We were looking at the numbers of how many people made a video to that song. And once it got to like 100,000 remakes, we're like, uh-oh, we got something. And uh, then now it's yeah. at like millions. What is it, Pepe? He'll tell you behind if you ask. Uh, like 3.4 million. 3.4 million, million, people, million have people, people have made a video to that song. Oh, my God. And so we're like, it's out of here. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you're good, when you're peeking on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, congratulations on that success. Fun for you, right? So fun. And you so deserve it because you're so normal. I like that about you. Everyone says that about you. I mean, well, not everybody, but the people we have in common. Whenever I say something about, you know, how much I like you, everyone's like, she's just so normal and down to earth and... You know, you Thanks. are. You're a good girl. So on this podcast, okay, get ready, Megan. Yeah. This is where your life skills are going to come into play, okay? People are calling, and they're f- some people are fucked up, and yeah, they yeah, need yeah. help. And we need yeah. to give it to them. Right. And this is the way we give back. 
Oh, charity. I love this. Uh, yes, yes. Wow. I actually did pick some especially fucked up ones for you, Megan, because I know you're like <laughs> honest and real. And so I'm honest and real. I'll tell you about my anal fissures. I'll do anything. Amazing. Anal, fi- anal fissure or anal fish? Bleeding. Oh, anal fissure. Currently? Fissure, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you said fish. I didn't know if that was something I didn't know about an anal <laughs> the fish. The fish that lives in my anus. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a slice in my, my booty. I recently had somebody telling me about their anal fissure. It's a thing. Oh. Yeah, it I is. I didn't know it was a thing until I have a lot of gay managers and they were like, girl, let me tell you. And I was like, right? This thing is crazy. Is it from having a baby? I guess so, but I didn't push out mine. I got C-section. I got oh, well, cut then out. it's not from having so, a baby. No, I think it's my hard poops. And I asked a doctor and she was like, I was like, I eat really clean. Like, I'm healthier than ever. I drink a gallon of water. She's like, I wish it was as simple as change your diet. She's like, some people just have hard poops and have to live off of Miralax. And so I'm a Miralax bitch now. Really? Yeah. Nothing works for you to go to the bathroom beside? Nothing makes it soft. Uh Unless I have like burning Indian hot food, you know? Have you ever tried magnesium O3? Do you know what that is? I used to pop magnesium. I'll try that. Magnesium O3 is like a game changer for me. Magnesium. Everyone's like, I've heard that lately. It's like, oh, yeah. If you do four of those a night, I did this once on Instagram and I can't tell you how many people are like, you don't understand you changed my poop game. And actually, I only used it for a period of time, and I don't use it don't anymore, and it's it. still working, I, I think. Yeah, I want El Natural. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. Okay, so uh, should we take a quick break, and we'll yes. be right back? Okay, let's sisters. do it. Okay, we're taking a quick break. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values – Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Chelsea. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girlbomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girlbomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we're back. Amazing. 
Megan, you're living for that life. Megan we just like, look so good, Megan dude. looks like powder from the movie Powder. It's like we try to get you almost blown out, and then you just like, you can't see any flaws. It's great. It's almost like her When face. I try to explain it to uh, straight men for music videos, I'm like, Kardashian, like Mariah Carey. <laughs> like, I want you to be like, is she there? Is she not yeah. there? Like a clear like, ghost. Okay. That's yeah, what like we're going for. Yes. That's what I want. Yes. Well, we're going to start with a caller today, ladies. Are you ready for this? <laughs> okay, I'm yeah, ready. Yeah, we're ready. Estamos listos. Our first caller is Anne. She says, Dear Chelsea, I'm 27 years old and at that exciting time of my life where it seems like all my friends are getting married. I'm planning a pretty big wedding myself, and I've already invited all my college friends and their significant others. The problem is, I met my friend's boyfriend for the first time at a wedding recently, and to say he left a bad impression on me would be an understatement. He got drunk to the point of being cut off from the bar and was yelling profanities to our friend and several bridesmaids, calling them bitches, among other things. Oh, whoopsie doodle. I also learned that this is not the first time he's behaved like this during a night out. My friend ended the night in tears, embarrassed over her boyfriend's behavior, and swears he is the nicest guy until he drinks too much. She sees it as an innocent mistake, but I see it as a consistent pattern of abuse when he drinks. My fiancé and mom have both told me that I should uninvite him to our wedding if there's a risk of him becoming angry, over-drinking, or picking fights with other guests. I do agree with them, but I also think it could be possible for him to clean up his act before our wedding next summer. How do I bring up my concerns about his behavior to my friend without damaging our years-long friendship? Sincerely, Anne. Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. Hi, how are you guys? This is our special guest, Megan Trainers, here today. Oh my gosh, hi, Megan. <laughs> okay, so is that the first time you've seen him act like that? That's actually the first time I've ever met him. So yeah, that's the first time I've seen him act like that. And according to my other friends who actually live in the same city as her, this is like common. So that made me super uncomfortable. And are you going to see him at all before the wedding? Or do you guys... The only chance that I will is if I visit my hometown or maybe he'll come to like another friend's wedding that's before mine. There's like a ton of us getting married all within the next year. So it's possible, but I don't usually like see this group of friends unless we all get together in a big group. So most likely not. I feel like you can't judge somebody on one interaction, no matter what anyone else is telling you. If it happens twice, you absolutely have carte blanche to be like, no, I've seen him twice and he's a hot mess two times. But on one interaction, I just really don't think it's fair to judge somebody because anybody could be having the worst situation. I know you've heard that he acted like that, but you didn't witness it yourself. Yeah, totally. You've heard that he's done that multiple times? Yeah, like there was one of my friends who was also at the wedding. She said, oh, yeah, there was another time where we were out and unprovoked. He just called me ugly, like out of the blue. He was like, you're really effing ugly. So it's just like things like that, that I'm like, I don't want any negative energy. You don't at want to be called ugly at your wedding? Why? <laughs> Why not? I don't want my friends to be called ugly at my wedding. I don't care. I don't give a shit what he thinks about me. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can always have him removed from the wedding if he acts like an asshole. I mean, calling women bitches is I have more of a problem with that than him being drunk. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the grossest part so yeah, far. Yeah, I agree. Because there were other, like, a lot of the boyfriends, to be on fair, like, a lot of them were drinking heavily. So, but I can forgive stupid behavior. It's when you're being an absolute asshole to women and, like, being disrespectful that made me really uncomfortable. And then my friend was in tears on the shuttle ride home because she was like, he always does this. And then he says he's going to stop. And then it happens again, like months later. So it was like coming from her firsthand. That's what made me like really sad. Mm, okay. Yeah. I think dude's got a problem. Yeah. When you can't control your booze like that multiple times, there's an issue. Also, I just want you to know I got married. I did all that. And it was like, who do I invite? Who do I not? I'm going to make, I'm going to hurt people. <laughs> Fuck all that. This is your wedding. If you hear another incident happens, you're allowed the day before to be like, that's okay. I would, I, I don't want him to come because I heard of that. You know, you can keep him invited this whole time. And if you hear one more thing, I say, fuck it. Your wedding, your rules. Who cares about anyone's feelings? Your day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that's. One of the hardest things I've had with planning a wedding is 
making sure that I don't piss other people off, not piss other people off, but I'm a people pleaser. I want my parents to be happy. I want my friends to be happy. I want everyone to have a good time. So that's been a challenge to navigate with such a big guest list. And I wish we could just nuke it and elope. (laughs) It'll make you crazy. I had like a hundred people because it was my backyard and I couldn't fit that many people. So I had to say no to a lot of people. And I'll tell you what, nobody was mad or they didn't tell me to my face. So in my head, I'm like, we slayed that. But I let you know, I cut so many people off. Yeah. You can't really say to anyone. Well, I mean, if it's your friend, but you can't really say, why didn't you invite me to your wedding? (laughs) Yeah. That's not something that someone did say that to me. And I was like, it's crazy. (laughs) I got over it. So what are you thinking now after talking to us? What do you think? I mean, when this first happened, I was very in the mind of like, because my fiance actually couldn't come to this wedding. So I was telling him all about it the next day. And he has a problematic friend who we actually, who's like a way closer friend that we decided not to invite because of his behavior. So Mm -hmm. he was like, well, you know, we've decided to nix this person. This guy was being really rude to like all your friends. I think we should cut him off. So at first I'm like, okay, I think I agree with you. After letting the dust settle, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I just want to let it ride and just hope for the best. So that's kind of where I was at even before this call. I think that's maybe where I'm at, just letting him come. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, have till summer, right? And you can also, if he is an asshole at the wedding, I mean, obviously this isn't an ideal situation, but you can have him removed. Then you don't have to have the conversation with her ever because that happened. True. Yeah. And I think if you do decide to let him come and like not disinvite him, I think you need to make this someone else's assignment so it doesn't become your problem. So maybe there's a couple really good guy friends who you're like, look, we all know how he acted at so-and-so's wedding. I need you two guys. If he's getting belligerent, tell whoever needs to be told to like kick him out of the wedding. But don't let it be like people are coming to you being like, hey, somebody's being an asshole. Preempt it. But I also feel like there's a lot of like emotion coming up for you with this and you might be sort of peeking out of the corner of your eye at what's going to happen. If you feel like you want to disinvite him, you can. These gals are right. It is your wedding. And then just send this to that friend. (laughs) Send this episode. (laughs) I was like having my fingers crossed that my friends aren't listening to this because I don't want them to put two and two together. (laughs) Well, somebody that you know will hear this and put two and two together. So there's no way around that. Okay, we're using a pseudonym. Okay, we're using a pseudonym. But (laughs) but, so you have all conflicting advice. Sorry. (laughs) We suck. Fuck. No, that's good. We have different perspectives. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. But I do think if he does something again before, you know, if you hear about you, I think you have to witness it yourself. Everyone telling you information, it's never 100% accurate. And I'm sure your friends aren't lying to you, but I'm just like, it's not fair to, based on hearsay, say that. I, yeah. I would say it's fair based on him calling women bitches for you to go, uh, sorry, but your boyfriend was calling women bitches. If you want to have the conversation, that's the opener. Yeah. I yeah. mean, is there a way you could talk to your friend and be like, hey, maybe you guys have an agreement for my wedding that he just doesn't drink. Maybe he can have an edible beforehand or whatever, but maybe this isn't the <laughs> Don't moment reward for him, him with drink. other drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so the day after, he actually did text me and a bunch of our other friends. And you could tell that it was like my friend told him the next day, like, you did this. You need to apologize. So I never responded because I was going to like actually wait to see what you guys said and like think on it some more. But I think maybe responding to that might be a good way to open the conversation and gauge how they're feeling a couple months after the fact. What was the text that he sent? It was basically like, oh, I'm I just wanted to let you know, I'm really sorry for the way I acted last night. I know that was like not a good impression, just stuff like that. And then saying that he loves my friend more than anything in the world and like he didn't mean to hurt our feelings but it wasn't owning what he did it was just more it came off more as like my girlfriend told me to apologize but he was honestly so drunk that I don't think he remembers doing this Mm -hmm. yeah maybe there's a conversation there even directly with him and also maybe separately with your friend of like hey you know how much I love her. I'm so excited to have her at my wedding. And I know you guys are a couple. We want you to be there too. Maybe this is a time that you like don't drink. If you want to do me a solid, I would really appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's a good a good point. And then, you know, still have your friends keep an eye on him. <laughs> <'Cause he might. laughs> yeah, I like that idea too. I like that a lot. 
And then I don't, hopefully I don't have to hear about it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, let us know what happens and good luck. Okay. Thank you guys. It was great to chat with you. Okay. Take care. Bye. (laughs) Thanks, Sam. Bye. Okay, well, that was a confusing, yes. well, mostly for, yeah. Sorry, probably, y'all. I came in hot. I was no, like, who's you, that's what we want. We want. That was okay. good, but we just all had different opinions yeah. somehow. You're like, let him in. I was like, fuck him. <laughs> well, our next question comes from Chantal, and this is just an email, so she won't be joining us. Dear Chelsea, I'm a 26-year-old registered nurse. My depression started in my late teens, and I've been on antidepressants for three years now. Medication has completely changed my life. In the last few years, I graduated from two universities with degrees, started my dream career during a pandemic, and met my fiancé. We're getting married in September and plan to start having children immediately after. My worry is that I will develop postpartum depression. I don't have much family history of mental illness, and my depression started when I started birth control pills, so I'm hoping that it'll go away when I stop those. Although I'll have my baby to live for and to protect and love, I'm scared of being a failure. What should I do to prepare myself? Thank you, Chantal. This Meg- is so Meg- good Megan's for me. going to take this one. Woo-hoo! Wow. <laughs> did you pick that for me? I sure did. You oh, sure yes, did. I did. <laughs> okay. What was she worried about, though? Like being on her so- medication at the end? I think she's mostly worried about, like, continuing to have depression afterward, postpartum depression, and... Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I got it. Ready for this? Okay, so <laughs> I I was never on antidepressants my whole life, and, like, and my family is very uneducated about that stuff, so they, there was, like, a shame part for sure in their Massachusetts old ways, and when I, I was, like, 22, when I started having a terrible chemical dip in my brain and had panic disorder and it started with like my focal surgeries and having to be silent for so long with your thoughts and I had my boyfriend who's my husband now so everything was great I was like I'm really happy but I have a migraine and running diarrhea what's wrong with my body my chemicals are so flopped Hmm. that I would go to the emergency room a couple times thinking like oh I'm allergic to something because I can't fucking breathe And finally was educated and learned like, oh, this is panic attacks. This is what everyone's been talking about. And this is my early 20s mental breakdown. And it was wonderful because I figured it out and I saw a psychiatrist who said, like, we can give you antidepressants. And I was like, oh, man, no one in my family is on those. I don't know anything about those. I've just heard so much shame growing up of like, you're on a pill. So I was like, please, I'm desperate for anything. And he told me how there's four different types and one might work for you and one might not. And I, the first one I did worked and I like, it was like all the scary noise stopped. Mm. And I was like, yes. And it was the best. I'm on like the lowest, I'm on 20 milligrams of Cytolabram. That's what I pop every night. And then um, it was amazing. And I never, never had a panic attack ever since. And I was like, I am cured. I take, I've been on it for like over five years. Love it. Cannot amazing. recommend it enough. Then I was like, I want a baby. And I talked to my doctors and was like, what's the deal? Am I good? And all of my doctors said, this one is safe. Don't take any of the heavy stuff, which I wasn't taking anyway, so it was fine. I was on, like, the lowest thing uh, of Ativan, and I that was for emergencies. That was the same one you were already on? They said it was safe? My side Tylopram, yeah. yeah. My side Tylopram was safe. My first OBGYN doctor said, oh, get rid of those candies. And I wanted to stab him in the eye. I was hmm. like... You don't know what I went through with all this. Like, what do you mean throw them in the trap? But you, like, I need a plan to, if I have to get off them, to wean off them and figure out what's going on. Yeah. When all my other doctors said, it's safe, stay on it, because a happy mama is happy baby. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared of, like, dude, what if my panic attacks come back? Like, I got to get off these pills. What if, like, they come back and I have postpartum depression like everyone else has? It's going to be extra worse for me, I feel like. And I stayed on my meds because all of my doctors cleared it and said it's fine. I got a new OBGYN because fuck that old guy. And she was so <laughs> nice to me and was like, this is great. I stayed on it through my whole pregnancy and had an amazing, healthy pregnancy and gave birth to a perfect, beautiful boy and stayed on my medicine after. I had zero depression in my pregnancy. I had zero postpartum depression. And I couldn't recommend staying on it more. If you're in a routine and a system, it was everything for me. And I want to have another baby and I'm on the same exact dose. And I talked to my doctor like, yo, I'm trying to have another baby. Are we good? He's like, we good. If you like, you want to switch it up, we can. But ah, just love my little pills every night. 
I hear you, sister. <laughs> I mean, I do. That's so great. Is yeah, this yeah. woman on antidepressants right now, though? She's on them. Yeah, she, she is. Said, oh, and she okay. said it was everything was I great. Thought, yeah, and also the but also worrying about something that may not happen is like it's also you're don't, suffering twice. Y- yes, there's no reason to suffer. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to worry or don't stress out. Yet. Yeah. Just yeah. ask all your doctors if everyone's clear. Say you good or. Exactly. And I think also, if you do have any concerns about that or things getting bad, just be in really consistent conversation with your doctor and be talking through it, get in therapy, whatever you need to do to sort yep. of like smooth over that bump if, if in in fact, you do get some postpartum What's depression. What's great now, too, is they don't do it. I wish they did it at all your appointments when you're pregnant. But after you're pregnant and you have your baby, you go to your pediatrician's office. Mm-hmm. Every single appointment, there's a piece of paper for how's your kid doing? How do you feel about it? And there's a piece of paper just for mama mm. mama how you feeling like oh, that's nice. oh my god i was like when did this come out this yeah. is amazing <laughs> probably a week like, ago yeah, and literally this week <laughs> and i was like this is so helpful and great thank you for making me answer these questions well yes. so there you go ask for help and also don't worry about something before it happens that is just so i know it's easier said than done but you have to practice flipping your switch yeah. and flipping those thoughts into a positive thing you know get knocked yeah. up yeah yeah mm-hmm. well she is knocked up isn't she or is she getting uh, trying to get trying. pregnant she's gonna try soon oh yeah. oh yeah. i thought she get was already girl. pregnant okay yeah well yeah. first yeah, get she's pregnant she's like way <laughs> far down the road worrying about this so yeah yeah so, yeah he'll yeah. be a-okay i promise I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running, and collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Our next caller is Teresa. Teresa says, Dear Chelsea, I'm 28. 
I went to your show in Kansas City and cried laughing. I wanted to thank you for the vulnerability and strength you gave when you spoke about your breakup on the We Can Do Hard Things podcast. I listened to it once when it came out and cried with you, and once again to get the confidence and encouragement to break up with my boyfriend of four years. Something I've struggled with the last few years has been knowing the difference between anxiety and intuition in my body. As I learned to differentiate the two, I finally came to understand what you meant when you said, I wasn't going to abandon myself. As a recovering people pleaser, I realized how often I was abandoning myself in my relationship. So thank you for planting the seed. My question has to do with moving on. I moved out of my ex's home and now am living in my parents' basement, which feels like a total step backwards after being so independent. My impulse and tendency after a major loss is to sell everything, move to a new city, new job, new apartment, cut off my hair, and start over. So naturally, that's what I'm considering. I'm currently a nanny for a very stable and supportive family, but they live 45 minutes from my parents' house. I feel confident I can get a job anywhere, and I have a brother and extended family in Georgia and friends in Florida who've both offered a place to stay so I can get on my feet. It feels like the perfect getaway, but am I too old to be running away and starting over? I have a stable support system here where I am, but I finally feel free like this world is my oyster. I just don't want to make an impulsive decision. Please help, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Dude, I forgot Hi. that they come in here, and I'm like, who's I know, that? It's, it's, a, it's a surprise I'm like, to me it's every a single surprise. time, too. Dude, I'm like, oh, my God, it's her. Hi. It's me. Hello. How this are is, you? This is Megan, trainer. She's our guest today. Nice so to you, meet you, Hi, Teresa. Hi. You're so cute. Look You're at so you. Cute. <laughs> are you too old? That yeah, is such a never, that ever. that right there is. If you're saying that, the answer is no, yeah. no. It doesn't matter at all. Like it's whatever you're feeling. When you have a good attitude towards it and you have excitement, that begets more excitement and more good vibes and more good attitude. So if you're already feeling that way, everything's going to work out. It doesn't matter which decision you make as long as your attitude is in the right place and you're optimistic and energized. Also, you're right. hot. You're gonna yeah. be fine. You're gorgeous. Yeah, totally. Look at them teeth. Oh my god. Oh my god. Those are Coming real from teeth. You? Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of my main thing. It's like I have I'm just at this fork in a road where I know that it'll be okay either way, but I just I don't want the fear of choosing the wrong thing to limit me. And I think that's what I keep doing. And I keep getting anxious about it and then like prolonging it. I need to make a decision and do it or else I am going to be stuck here in my parents' basement forever. And that thought is really what's driving me crazy. Whatever decision you make is going to be the right one. It'll work out. Yeah. I remember going on stage once and I was reading a chapter from one of my books. It was like for my book launch. And I was like, I just, I can't decide which chapter to read, which chapter to read. And one of my girlfriends goes, it doesn't fucking matter. Choose one. And then that's the right one. Uh, and I was yeah. like, uh, oh, okay. Oh. But it was true because <laughs> you just have to make a decision and then stick to it. So your choices are between what, Florida and Georgia, you said? Well, if I keep nannying, then I could really go anywhere. There's this agency that I've been talking to and they have families from all over California and Georgia. Like, so I'd love to go somewhere where I already have family or friend established just because it would be nice to have some sort of support there. But yeah, I could be anywhere. So because I could live in with a nanny family if I find a family that I could live with. Mm. Get out of the Midwest for a little bit. Yeah, and don't go to Florida. Yeah. Don't not go to Florida. That will no. Go to Georgia. Uh, yeah, go to yeah. Atlanta. Or if you mentioned California, I mean, everything, yeah. moving to California is just a dream for anyone who's yes. not from here. You just can't believe yeah. it when you get here. Yeah, and I have family there and one of my best friends lives there. So like, honestly, California would be ideal, but it's just... I have to find the right fit and the timing is kind of important as well, just because the family that I work for now wants 90 days. And so like yeah. the timing of looking for something and then making the jump, it just, it feels like it has to be perfect, but I think I just need to like go for it and get it started. I guess. Yeah, I think you need to take the plunge and just get, fi figure it out. Go to Atlanta or go to California. Okay. Just flip yeah. a coin. Anywhere. Literally flip a coin. Literally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. right. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, nowadays, when I'm deciding like what job to take, like as a singer, I'm like, should I take this opportunity to be on this TV show? Like, is that what I'm supposed to do with my career? Where am I going? I just, um, I think it was Oprah or someone that was like, do shit that scares you. It probably yeah. wasn't Oprah. But yeah. <laughs> But I've been doing stuff that scares me, and it's been like my career is just going up, 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 up. Like the that scarier the thing is, I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. It's yeah. like the better for me. 
Okay, well, that's basically what this is. So, and also, it's it's also impressive that you got out of a relationship which forced you to move into your parents' basement. That's badass because you said you're saying to the universe that is not acceptable, and you're mm-hmm. elevating what's coming your way. So you're already winning. You won. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, if you believe in all this stuff, 27, 28, that's your Saturn return. It's a time of change and upheaval and renewal in your life. So, like, go have a fucking adventure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it feels exciting for me is the adventure. Like, it is terrifying. I have my home base, which I'm really thankful for to be able to come home. Mm-hmm. But now I have, like, a place to keep all my stuff and I'm just going to peace out yep. and see where life takes me because... I don't have, I mean, I I have good people that will support me through whatever. I always have a place to come back to. So yeah, I think I just needed that encouragement. So good. Good. Well, I'm glad you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're so pretty. Thank you guys for doing the show. Send us a a picture of your new boyfriend when you meet him. Yes, please. Oh yeah. In California. (laughs) Yes. Under a palm tree somewhere. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Teresa. Put in your 90 days. Well, that was She's easy, guys. So we were yeah. all aligned on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, we so were what all are you on talking about in there with this 27 and the 28? Well, so your Saturn return, if you believe in all that like astrology stuff. I love it. Are you a witch? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I wish. I want to be a witch. <laughs> I just I don't want to read together. all the books. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of study. It's a lot of study. So your Saturn return is a time in your life when Saturn is in the same astrological position as the moment you were born. So right around that time is when there's a lot of upheaval, there's a lot of change, renewal. A lot of times you have big life shifts like this breakup. I had a baby. There you go. Oh, really? It came out of me. Yeah, 27 and 37 is also a year, not Saturn returns. Because how can Saturn return for your birthday every 27 years? Doesn't it have to do its own (laughs) thing? I I think it's like wherever it was when you were born. You might not know this, but I'm an astrological wizard. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know pretty much everything about the <laughs> solar system. To. I know. Megan, you and I need to oh, do wait. a little reading. No, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> the moon and the sun are not the same. I am a very confused person. <laughs> okay, well, great. Mission accomplished, you yes. guys. Yes. good. Yes. <laughs> well, we have one more question. This question is from Mitchell. Mitchell is 19. It's kind of a harder one. He says, hi, Chelsea. I'm a 19-year-old gay ginger male, and I'm asking for your thoughts and advice on how to move forward from dealing with emotional abuse from kindergarten to sixth grade and sometime after that. To start, I was born with anxiety, a learning disability, and Asperger's syndrome. The earliest memories I have are from when I was six years old and in kindergarten. I remember my face being red hot and feeling scared and overwhelmed with embarrassment because my female teacher was pointing and talking out loud to me about how I didn't understand how to do whatever we were working on as much as the other kids did. After that, I remember sitting in a corner of a parent-teacher conference and feeling very sad, not smart or normal at all, because my kindergarten teacher was talking about how I was not as smart as the other kids. From there on, things only got worse. Since I was a quiet, not smart ginger kid, I got bullied and made fun of by my classmates. In particular, two girls bullied me from kindergarten till sixth grade. Today, I still think about people joking about how gross it was I had ginger hair all over me and that nobody would ever love me. I was not as smart as the other kids, lonely, a loser, ugly, sad, had no friends, and of course, there was name-calling. I want to love myself, but I feel so scarred. So what are your thoughts on advice on how to love myself? Mitchell. Ugh, Mitchell. I already love Mitchell. That breaks my heart because I'm going to have four ginger babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, you have the gingerest baby. Yeah, I do. And like redheads nowadays, I don't know what it is, but they are the most popular. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, redheads have had a real like, turnabout. They've had a real turnaround. Redheads are in vogue. So you're yeah. lucky because your timing <laughs> couldn't be more perfect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And I will also say I read a lot of emails that come into this show and you are very smart, Mitchell, because yeah. this is one of the better written emails that I have seen. And I also believe, Mitchell, listen, I had a very tough time in elementary school and continue to have a tough time. In, I mean, we've all been in a situation where we have been judged by others and it feels like shit. But that's not the situation you're in anymore. And if that does happen to you, it is so character building. So all you have to take away from that situation is strength because A, you survived it and B, it's over. 
So mm-hmm. you have like a whole opportunity for your new story to begin and it should start today. You know, mm-hmm. that is the past. You can never affect the past. It's over. The more you focus on it, the bigger it gets. You have to move into the present moment and realize that you're not that little kid anymore. You're not defenseless and no one's calling you names. And it's cool to be a redhead now. Agreed. And you know what? Just because some people are not into redheads, other people are very into redheads. Very. Like very specifically. So, I married one. Yeah. <laughs> I dated a redhead who had an incredible, incredible penis. And I don't throw that Dude, around. They're humongous. Uh, it's, is, it a red, <laughs> is it a redhead thing? It's a redhead thing. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. You redheads have the biggest penises. Problem yeah. solved. It's a weird thing, but that's a thing. It's that. See? Yes, that is it's a like thing. It's like a sculpture. I, feel- like, I don't think they're pretty, but his <laughs> is like... Yeah. Great God, but like the big ones. Right. So yeah. see, you get different gifts. Everybody exactly. gets different gifts. And now we know you're hung. Kid. Oh my God. Yeah. You've big yeah. You've also, got big if, dick red and en- big yeah. red dick energy. I love how and Chelsea's like move on to the presence now. But if there's something that was really traumatic, my brother just did trauma therapy. It's different mm. than like regular therapy. Mm-hmm. He met with a trauma specialized therapist that went back to he had a slumber party when he was like in elementary school that fucked him up for Mm -hmm. a year it was one night but that one night really destroyed him and he I I tried to be like go to therapy go to therapy and he refused and finally Dr. Drew came on our podcast working on a pod and told him like oh why don't you try trauma therapy and he did Mm. that and he came home and was like you were right I really needed that like that changed and he's been like so much happier ever since yeah. So wow. Yeah. Megan's just dropping. I um, mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should I come back? I mean, like, it seems like <laughs> I live down the street. It's like you Great. found your groove. Oh my god, I'm here. <laughs> and mom can come next time. Mama, she'll be so happy. She we'll literally waved to our we'll car. Have to have your mom on by herself. We, she'll we, never. She She's needs too her, shy. She needs her own screen time. What are you talking about? I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Grab some therapy, some EMDR. I don't know if that's what your brother did, but I know that's been really helpful yeah, for a lot did, of people. Yeah, he did. He did specific experiences yeah yeah well Chelsea anything you want to add to that yeah I would just say what I said earlier like if it was bullying which is what I experienced I mean I once had a girl call me on the phone she's like don't come to school tomorrow because we're gonna fucking kick your ass Ah! and I was like oh fuck (laughs) and they were older girls and they tormented me I mean I kind of deserved it because I was also a tormentor so it was a reciprocal situation but if it was like that what I've experienced which was name calling like they used to call me a dog because I hooked up with a senior boy so the senior girls hated me Uh, yeah I was like were you hot and they Oh, <laughs> and I'd walk down this hall and they would bark at me and call me a dog. They're like, you're so ugly. Woof, woof, woof. And they would follow me from class to class to the point where my my girlfriends wouldn't even walk down the hall with me because they didn't <gasps> want to get the abuse either. So like that stuff was torturous, but I am so strong because of it. Like no one Mm -hmm. fucks with me anymore. I know exactly what to do and that won't ever happen again. So also take that attitude with you. You know, people who go through stuff like that, it's to build character. You know, you have to make a good thing out of a bad thing. Can't fuck Mm -hmm. with me now. Uh (laughs) Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to wrap up with Megan and Chelsea. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values – Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families 
families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Chelsea. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. And we're back. We're back. <laughs> well, Megan, is there any advice you would like to request yes, from Chelsea? Yes, I thought about this long and hard. I just want you to help me with your secrets on how you refuse to age. <laughs> like, I I want to do everything. I want to put everything in my body that you put in your body. I will give and you a... your comp- boobs. I will, well, my boobs. Are you sure they're real? I'm positive. Do you want to touch them? They're real. They're not. There's they don't no have anything fu- in there. Wow, they're so jelly. <laughs> I know, I know. I, There's I, nothing I, fake in them. No, I don't have fake boobs. I don't have anything fake, really. What? Mm-mm. I do, but, but I, you're white. But I, I know, I know. But I do like everything I can possibly do to keep my face and skin smooth and soft. And I'll give you. I a drink whole... more water than you. I know. You know what? I don't even drink that much water. I, I mean, can no, you imagine how great it would be if I did drink water? <laughs> I have to put like electrolyte flavors in my water to drink it because oh, I find no. water to be so fucking boring. <laughs> But I'll give you a whole wow. list. I do okay, tons of yes. stuff. And you know who I go to, the, who, who the best facialist is? Dr. I've Nick. never been to a facialist, really. Oh, oh I've my God. I've been to like two. Oh, wait till you go to vacation. this woman. I go to this facialist, Dr. Nigma, and she literally, you get a facial and your face is lifted for like a week. And so <gasps> okay, I just okay. go to I her whenever. I'll give, yeah. I'll give you a comprehensive list. You're young, okay. so you don't have to start up doing anything. I just anything want to until... freeze here, be f- this forever, this yeah. white ghost. Yeah, right. Well, just make sure <laughs> you don't, get a, don't ever get a fucking tan. That is the right. Thing. Okay. You know that? No, I don't. You need ha- like hats that go around. The sun is oh, your yeah, worst enemy. Oh yeah, the sun's enemy. the devil. Right. Right. I know so that. Start right. there. And yeah. if because I didn't I realize, I didn't learn learn about taking care of my skin until I was probably thirty five years old. That's bullshit. So there's a lot you can do. I'm literally like basically to start what you want to do is rip your skin off once a year. Okay. So that it has to recover. Do you do the peel? Yeah, you do a peel or some okay, crazy never laser where you have to like literally can't be seen for like you know right? a week, but it makes your skin come in baby 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 soft. It looks so good. Thank you. Thanks for noticing. God. I was like, guys, what like what one thing you want to ask Chelsea? Yeah. I was like, I want to look like you. That's and NAD, you guys, that's the new <laughs> thing. I inject myself every day with NAD, and that's a youth molecule. And it's What's been that? proven. It's Are been you pe- joking? No, I'm not joking. I have a peptide. I inject it every day, every morning. You can get drips or you inject it, and it's the youth molecule which reverses or stops the aging. aging process of your cells and has been proven to also reverse the aging you process. Also text me that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll text oh, you all of it. I have no shit. secrets. I want to share it with the I want everyone to look have beautiful skin. Yeah. Chelsea, this is what I appreciate about you because you're not like I just use a really good cream. Like, mm. no. I know. Everyone's so full of shit. Yeah, bye. Uh, <laughs> I was like I want the truth. I knew you would tell me. Okay, well, I'll make that list when I get home. Megan, you've been a delightful guest as usual. Congrats on everything. I just love you and I'm just happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. I love you so much. It's oh. a big day. Thanks for having me. I hope I helped anybody. You did. And for those of you who haven't seen my special on Netflix, it's out. Revolution. 
is out and it's streaming. And I am announcing a new tour called the Little Big Bitch Tour. I am starting again in April. I announced a bunch of cities, so it's on my Instagram and my website and whatever. But yes, I'm going back on the road in four months. I have a whole new show and a whole new thing, and I'm going to go tour again. So if you'd like advice from Chelsea, just send us an email at dearchelseapodcast at gmail.com. Dear Chelsea is a production of iHeartRadio, executive produced by Nick Stumpf, produced by Catherine Law, and edited and engineered by Brad Dickert. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Here's an important life tip. It is absolutely essential that you always know where to find a delicious sandwich at a moment's notice. Usually the answer is as easy as Jimmy John's. You know you're always getting some good sandwiches because they make them with fresh baked bread, premium quality meats, and hand-sliced veggies. Like their Italian nightclub made with salami, capicolo, ham, and provolone. Everybody loves that one. So if you're looking for the sandwich of sandwiches, order on the Jimmy John's app or online at jimmyjohns.com today. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hi, Chelsea here. I think we all know that hair loss has the power to kind of shatter your confidence. Not kind of. It really shatters your confidence. And that's where Zion Health comes in. Founded by top doctors in hair restoration, Zion offers both medicated and non-medicated treatments for men and women with thinning hair. Guys, unless you do something or talk to someone, your hair loss will only get worse. I'm not kidding, unfortunately. So get your confidence back on track and visit Zion. XYONHealth.com to get support today. That's XYONHealth.com.